0: Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everyone. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. Today we're going to be continuing looking in the fifth chapter of 1 uh, Thessalonians. Uh, it's an interesting uh Book. If you go back three or four episodes, you sort of see a little bit about what the uh, uh, context is, what the scene is. Paul did not know these folks that well. He would stayed with them but a brief period of time, but he brought the gospel. They believed, and now he's writing back to them, addressing some things. And we saw last time that the primary thing he was saying was, you know, I request of you here, brethren, that you appreciate those who diligently labor among you and those that have charge of you in the Lord and those that give you instruction. And then he tells them that you esteem them very highly in love because of their work. So he'd instructed them to, you know, really love these folks, okay, appreciate these folks. But then the last part of the 13th verse is one little sentence that says this, live in peace with one another. So he's encouraging them to live in peace with one another. And the idea is if you really want to love those who have a, uh, leadership over you, and who do things among you, and who instruct you, yes, love them, but live in peace with one another. That's one of the greatest ways to manifest love. Now, listen to what's said after that. This is First Thessalonians chapter five, verse fourteen. Paul starts firing off these instructions. We urge you, brethren, admonish the unruly, encourage the faint-hearted, help the weak, be patient with everyone. And so he had just told them, live in peace with one another. And he's telling them how to live in peace with one another. Think about that for a moment. When we have one another, when we have the body of Christ, there are going to be stresses. There's going to be opportunity for problems to arise. That's the reason that the Scriptures tells us to be forbearing with one another because there will be times where where we need to be forbearing. Yes, somebody may wear uh, their hair in a way you don't like. Well, You be forbearing with it. Or they may sing all five stanzas of a hymn rather than the three that you'd rather do. Well, you're forbearing. And you say, oh, nobody's like that. Really? I could tell you stories, okay? That we're to be forbearing. But right here, we see uh, some different groups. He tells us and urges us, brethren. So he's, he's talking to people who are brethren. They're not false brethren. These, these are true believers. He says, we urge you, brethren, admonish the unruly. We have a role and a responsibility to admonish somebody who is acting and behaving unruly. Now, there are obvious things that are unruly. Okay, there are obvious things. But there are some other things that are less than obvious. Regardless of what it is, we are to admonish the unruly. Now, I know quite often people say, oh, well, we're not to judge one another. No, 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 no. That's not what's being said here. Okay? That's not what's being said. If someone is acting in an unruly manner and it's biblically unruly, then we're to admonish one another. Let me. Um, I'll think of an example. Ah, here's an example. Uh, Paul, when he wrote his first letter back to Corinth, uh, addressed a situation, It actually addressed a couple of situations. There was factions among them. Some were saying, I'm of Peter. Some said, I'm of Paul. Some said, I'm of Apollos. Some said, I'm of Christ. And he says, why are you so fragmented? Paul admonished them. And then he admonished them because they were putting up with blatant sin within the body. There was a gentleman that was having an affair with a woman, and that woman was his father's wife. In the way that it was expressed there, it's obviously not his mother, but it's his father's wife that he's having an affair with. And the body was saying, or just acting like, well, that's okay. No, we have a responsibility to admonish folks, to tell them this is wrong, the unruly. Then the second thing he said is to encourage the faint-hearted. Encourage. We have a responsibility to admonish. We have a responsibility to... To encourage. There's times when all of us become faint of heart. You know, it's hard to press on. <clears throat> it's hard to press through. We as the body should encourage one another. What we normally do is sort of look down our nose at each other and say, Well, if you're a really true believer, then just you know pull up your bootstraps and let's get going with this thing. Okay? And we're not to do that. We're to encourage. The next one is to help the weak. Notice that he acknowledges that there will be those who are weak. As a matter of fact, I think every one of us are weak within one, if not many, arenas. That's the reason we need the body to function together as a whole, because someone else will be strong within an arena where I am weak. In this context right here, there will be times when they're physically weak. There will be times when they're, they're just not sure what's happening. Where to help somebody like that. Okay? So we're to admonish, we're to encourage, we're to help. Here's a biggie. Are you ready for this biggie? <laughs> be patient with everyone. Okay, We're to be patient with everyone, not just some ones, not just the ones that we like, not just the ones that we think deserve our patience, You know, sometimes we run short of that patience because we think, well, we've helped and we've helped. We've done this. We've done that. I'm not talking about a type of situation where we are helping somebody to sin or helping somebody uh, to do what should not be done. No, no, no. I'm not speaking of that. What I'm talking about is that we're to be patient with everyone. We're really to have and to manifest the same patience of the Most High God. Are you not thankful that the Lord himself is patient with you and patient with me? Well, of course we are. And that's what we're supposed to do. Every one of these things we do in the power of the Spirit. So we're to live in peace with one another. That only comes about because we are filled with the Spirit, we're abiding in the Spirit, and we're walking daily in the Spirit and dying daily to self. We are to admonish the unruly. We're not to admonish the unruly with a religious spirit. We're not to thump them over the head with a nine-pound study Bible. We're to admonish them in the love of the Spirit (laughs) in the same way that we hope the Lord admonishes us. We're to encourage the faint-hearted through the power of the Spirit, not just little pious, platitude kind of things, but true encouragement that will lift them up in the Spirit. We're to put hands to this by helping the weak, but to do so by the power of the Spirit. And then lastly, through the Spirit, be patient with one another. How different would the body of Christ be if we would simply do this? <clears throat> do you notice how the Spirit led Paul to write this? And I told you one day we'll go back and do the entire book of First Thessalonians. That's sort of a interesting what's happened in the last couple of days related to this, and I'll tell you about it later. <laughs> but uh, he's talking about a problem that had arisen with a, misteaching teaching a perversion of the teaching on the day of the Lord and when the Lord's going to return, Paul addresses that issue. And as he's closing the letter, he says, oh, by the way, live in peace with one another. And this is how you do it. You admonish, you encourage, you help, and you be patient with one another. Oh, and this is just the first verse. There's about five or six or seven other verses of things that he tells us to do. We'll, we'll start looking at those the next time. Okay. Again, I'm Dale. Thank you for being with me. I'll see you later.